Okay, yeah, so hi. Uh, I know this isn't banjo music. This is something different. Um, fair warning for this podcast. Uh, my mic was cutting in and out. Tommy thought it was his laptop. I just should have checked. I should have plugged my mic in and out. I don't know why I did. Um, I'm not going to re-record. It is what it is. Hopefully it's not terrible. I'm going to be listening to it too tomorrow. So... Yeah, enjoy. Here's the funky banjo music. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Zero Podcast, where I cover the least in the best way possible. I'm your host, Jason Wells, and championship games are done. The Super Bowl matchup is set. Kansas City, Philadelphia, I'm excited for it. Joining me this week, Spills already on the Zoom. Some technical difficulties early, but we're battling through it. How are we doing? We're battling. That's uh, that's one way to put it. Um, glad, glad I can hear you now. It's... Uh... I can't believe we're at the end of January already. Time is just, just zooming by. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, a lot of good football would be simply played, but let's, uh, let's, get, let's get into it. And we uh, get into recap. Let's just start off with some notes from around the league. Uh, a lot of coaching moves happening mm-hmm. this week. Uh, we'll start off with this one. Mike LaFleur, the old defensive coordinator, new OC. Uh, I thought him, I think it was like mutually parting ways from the Jets. Yeah. Like, I I think he's a good hire. Like the fact that Sean McVay snapped him up immediately. Yeah. I think it just shows you that I don't think that he was the issue there for the Jets. No, there was just some sort of disconnect. I don't really know what it was. Um, I think there was also pressure from um, upper management to get more out of Zach Wilson than they've got right now because they really have put everything into him. So yeah. uh, they were not getting the results they needed. I know it's only two years, but we've seen other guys notably – that were drafted behind him even, such as Justin Fields, who really should have just been on the team to start with. But I've already whined about that on, on previous episodes. Um, they need... But Zach... They picked Zach Wilson. Simple as that. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is at this point, and you got to do what you can to... I mean... We'll see. Uh, <laughs> again, the Rams, like... He'll be good there. I think, uh, like you said, McVeigh's not stupid, and obviously he he attacked that hire right away. Um, we'll see what uh, I mean. We'll see what kind of health everyone is in going into next year. I'm not convinced yeah. it's going to be just a fresh start, but uh, there's a lot a lot to be seen for the Rams there. Uh, moving on, though, uh, Frank Reich is the new Carol head coach uh, moving on quickly I fired Indy this hire caught me surprise I wasn't really hearing Frank Reich's name at all talked about for another job so the fact that he landed in Carolina I think it's a good hire I don't think Frank Reich was a bad coach I just I don't know I think it's an interesting hire by Carolina I think it might work I don't know I don't really have any strong feelings on this one I was uh, when I, obviously we were going through our um, potential candidates for offensive uh, coordinator for the Chargers there, and uh, there was a lot of rumblings that they can try and attack Frank Reich and get him back in the organization. But I never really believed that one because I didn't think he was gonna miss out on this uh, head coaching cycle. I didn't think it was gonna be Carolina, like you said but I did think that someone was going to get him. I really thought Carol, uh, Carolina, I thought the uh, Cardinals were going to actually end up with him earlier in the process. And um, 
Yeah, all all of our insider information from Moob are Panthers fans, so he claims. Uh, <laughs> um, he was saying they wanted a young, young, offensive-minded kind of guy. And again, there's pieces to work with in in Carolina, and I think his his leadership will be good for the uh, the team. And yeah, I, I I'm not I, yeah like you said mixed feelings. Like, like, and I, I would say as of right now, the Panthers are the team to beat in the NFC South. Yeah. I mean, until we can see, like, I know Atlanta does have tons of cap, but I still don't like their QB situation. So until they address that, um, they can't be considered a real threat. And I understand that the Panthers don't have an answer either, but the rest of the roster is in a much, much better position. So that's, uh, that's, I guess where they're at right now. Again, just forget that division, just useless as it goes, but. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We'll keep her moving though. Um, So yeah, I wrote this one down because I thought this was a done deal, but apparently Vic Fangio has not signed the paperwork. Uh, He's supposed to be the Dolphins' new defensive coordinator, highest-paid defensive coordinator in history. We're just basically giving him the keys to the defense and letting him do whatever he wants. Uh, but he's deciding to interview for other jobs for whatever. What I don't know. I don't know. Someone, why someone jumped the gun on that one. That's too bad because, like, Tom Pelissero. Yeah, I mean that was the perfect hire, obviously for Miami. Um, I think they have a bunch of pieces on their defense right now that fit fit his defense and the way he likes to play on the defensive side there. Like, he had Bradley Chubb, right? And we, we know what Bradley Chubb was able to do in Denver. So, um, and I think, yeah, he would get a lot of out of those pieces because, again, Miami, it never really made sense this year with all the talent they had on the defensive side of the ball, why they were just so inconsistent. Um, Cause they had their moments that they flashed and looked stunning, but it was just, it was just really inconsistent. So I think he would have been the good piece to get the most out of them. Now that I've seen that he's uh, interviewing for San Fran, forget it. If he goes there, that'd see, be crazy. See, it's funny. I was talking with Cam. Cause like I brought up like, is looking to replace D'Amico with like Vic Fangio and he's like oh I wouldn't really like that because he really run, like he runs like a 3-4 defense and not a 4-3 and I'm mm-hmm. like Vic, Vic, Vic Fangio is still the fucking best defensive coordinator of like the past decade honestly I, like, I wouldn't can- like that oh, okay Cam you don't you don't need Vic Fangio you don't deserve him no <laughs> yeah. I, I still think the, the Dolphins by the end of the or end of the uh, so fucking tired but yeah we'll see we'll just let it develop there maybe he just there is off season that's um and yeah i guess we'll move over to your thing kellen moore as the new offensive coordinator uh first all or first off i think him leaving the cowboys i think that's kind of the right move I just think, I don't know, there was, it clearly just wasn't working in Dallas. Like they had top five offense, top five offenses, and it just never amounted to anything. So new change of scenery, not a bad thing. And now he gets back. So this, I don't know. I'm, I I don't want to just jump the gun and make, make a claim on either side because I know how, my folks are around me and I, I don't want to put a sound bite out there that, that I'm going to regret. So this is what I'm going to say about the situation. Um, it developed very quickly, almost weirdly quick because he mutually parted ways with the Cowboys on Sunday, right after kickoff uh, of the Eagles game. And he was hired by the chargers the following morning at like 10 a.m. 
So this was less than 24 hours. So I'm 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 inclined to think that there was something that was going on in the background. Sorry. Bring are the Chargers now going to lose a first round pick? <laughs> if if honestly, if something came out for tampering, I wouldn't be shocked because it just doesn't make sense how that quick of a turnaround happens. No, so man. um here here here's my thing with Kellen Moore. I think they attacked him specifically and I'm not saying it's the right way to evaluate and and make a decision like this. Here are the things that the Chargers struggled with this year that they have going. Scoring offense. So Cowboys were a top five scoring offense, like you mentioned, the last two years. Chargers are good at moving the ball in between the 30-yard lines, and then they stall. Red zone offense. I think the Cowboys actually finished first in red zone offense this year. That's a that's a big win for what they need to fix up. The Chargers went what twelve weeks this year without scoring a third quarter touchdown, and just being an abysmal second half team as it stands. Just never made any adjustments. Stayed stale. The Cowboys finished first in both third quarter and second half points this year. So I think they liked a lot of those aspects and wanted to attack their weaknesses. And there's a, also a connection that Herbert has to Kellen Moore from a few years ago. Um, Telesco did say he was going to let Herbert be involved in the decision. So I think, I don't know. I just, it, it, the turnaround was too quick. Something's fishy. He got hired way too fast. Yeah. I mean, I'll say I do. I think Kellen Moore was kind of the scapegoat for that Cowboys team. Mike McCarthy and uh, with Mike McCarthy, so that should be fun. Um, yeah, I think Kellen Moore does know what he's doing, and I think that if it doesn't work out, then he'll be leaving together in like one off season. Oh yeah, it's absolutely a one year trial here. Yeah, and I think they got to. Oh, it sounds like I mean, I'm getting too picky here. But they got to make sure that they have a plan in place right away for QB coach, passing game coordinator, run game coordinator, have good assistance under him because this could really be a one and done if the Chargers do what they should be doing based with all the talent that they have on offense. If he takes off and has the number one offense, I think he can be in the next head coaching cycle. Yeah, like if you guys don't win a playoff game, you fire three. I think at this point next year, I want to see what they do with the rest of the roster. Because, again, yeah. they are $20 million over the cap. Yeah. Which is not good. So they'll have to do some stuff. I, I mean, we'll see what it looks like. They'll have to restructure some people. They'll have to cut some people. Uh, I don't know what the roster is going to look like. It's still good enough. They should really win multiple playoff games next year. That's, that's, that's where they have to be. I don't care. You don't you don't bring Staley back for one year just to win a playoff game. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not about that at this point. And I think the same thing I think the same thing can and should be said for Sean McDermott. If they don't uh, if they don't at least make if they don't at least make the AFC Championship game next year, forget it. See ya. That 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 would be tough. I don't. I think if they do it again as like this year, I think then he gets on the hot seat, but he's been a very good coach in this for the last few years, but that's a complete Gotta, gotta get over the hump. Anyhow. Definitely. Next up, uh, Nico Ryans, uh, the Niners, former DC, now the Texans head coach. Uh, used to play there as he was a linebacker from, I think it was 06 to 2011. Uh, he made an all pro team in 2007. I had no idea. That's I didn't know that either. Yeah, I didn't, like, I knew he was a good player. I didn't know he was like that good at one point, but, um, I think that's a huge hire for them. I think that that's truly, this is like a culture reset type of hire mm -hmm. so 
I'm interested to see what the Texans can do. Uh, it sucks they're picking it second overall, but <laughs> like, I always have... forget. It just gets funnier every time. It's yeah, <laughs> meaningless, meaningless wins. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like this Texans team is still completely devoid of any talent. But I think Derek Stingley could probably have a really good season next year. Again, like they have some good pieces. Obviously, they got to fill out the defense a little more, but they have good building blocks that I think uh, Ryan's can work with. And again, like you said, it's just a culture overhaul. They haven't had this kind of personality um, as their coach from for for a very long time, at least maybe ever. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I hope. Uh, I don't know what they should do at this point, honestly. Do you take your quarterback now, or do you just – what do you think? I, I think they have to, but I don't know how much better they're going to be next year. It's it, it's tough to say because you don't want to like, punt on not taking a QB and then next year if they get five wins or something and they're picking outside the top five, then – they're out of luck again. I, like it's like you, they have their chance. Whether I don't know if it's going to be Bryce Young, who's the smallest player to ever play quarterback, apparently, or C.J. Stroud, who's just kind of he's good. I don't think he wows me though. Like if we're going to get into the draft talk right now, but I just don't like. I, I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a, someone will end up being a franchise guy and will make me regret this but someone will definitely be a franchise guy i don't think that there is a doubt about that i just think it's like i think houston's bad enough i think houston's bad enough that they can kind of continue to stockpile on picks here and then still be shit and be get the first pick and get caleb williams next year because caleb williams is the guy i don't think there should be any doubt about that even though it might be a year early i'm i'm, I'm ready to say and i've seen enough that caleb williams is going to be the next I guess I'm not going to he could be a Trevor Lawrence like prospect oh, Jesus Christ we're getting into the yeah. generational prospects every I think he's a generational prospect yeah we're all ways away from Caleb all the hype going into completely like that is the thing people are like oh like they're Caleb Williams, he's the guy, and then all of a sudden it's what the fuck? Like Sam Howell was supposed to be first round lock of this one in the fifth round. Lock. Like obviously he was kind of he was kind of nasty in that game against the Cowboys, though. <laughs> I mean, fuck, he probably is going to be their starter next year, but yeah, I yeah the the Texans have a lot of options. They're also picking at. Two and 12. 12, okay. Yeah. But, like, I think it would be ridiculous for them to pick Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at two and then get, like, Anthony Richardson at 12. No, that would be insane. If you're doing your quarterback, you're doing your quarterback at two or you're just trading up to one and getting him because there's going to be offers for that pick. No. Yeah. Uh, next note up. I guess this was the big news of the day, but uh, – Sean Payton is the Broncos' new head coach. Uh, the Broncos ha- now have no assets whatsoever. Russell Wilson is still their quarterback. Uh, at least Sean Payton's here now. And is so like this organization such a dumpster fire? This this wasn't even their first option. This isn't their second option. This is their third option. Sean Payton, and they traded away two premium draft picks for their third option. They're so desperate. I didn't even know they had – who'd they get the first-round pick from this year? It wasn't their pick. But it's also it's not this year, though, is it? It's for the 2023 draft. So oh. unless they had – oh, it's the Dolphins pick for Bradley Chubb. Yeah, exactly. That That's what it is. Okay, so congratulations. You lost Bradley Chubb for nothing. And 
well, not for nothing. I mean, Sean Payne is obviously a, a great coach, and I don't think he's going to revive the Broncos to where they need to be by any means. And this organization still cook, and they're going to fall short of expectation next year again. I That's think, where I'm at right now. Not moved. I think this hire also shows, and you saying that they wanted D'Amico Ryans to be their head coach. They wanted Jim Harbaugh to be their head coach. And I think this was George Patton basically didn't want to hire Sean Payton because Sean Payton is going to have complete control of this team within the year. They get to get fired and Sean Payton's going to bring in his own guy because I'll pay a coach $20 million a year to not full control of everything. Did they release the uh, the terms yet? Again, I was like pretty busy at work today. I didn't see uh, anything really come out. Did they say what the final terms were? Or it's not like honestly couldn't tell. Assuming it's twenty million, that's what he was asking for. That's Probably outrageous. Last, but I'm just assuming that Sean Payton is now the highest paid head coach. That's twenty five percent more than the second highest paid coach. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So last thing though, is Sean Payton worth it? Like, really, he has no. this great one, one Super Bowl, great one, one Super Bowl. No, and I saw something out, I forget who check league now has like one Super Bowl to their name as like a head coach. So it's like, I don't know, it's obviously impressive. You won a Super Bowl, but. I I don't I don't know how long he's gonna stick around there. I think like I'm again I'm not moved. It'll be there's, it's it's an interesting. There's gonna be a lot of talk about the Broncos and the offseason to see what Vegas sets their uh, win total line at because oh it's gonna be it's gonna be at nine and a half, which is I can. I can guarantee you that, and I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to win. You're you're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I don't think they're going to take it like easy. I mean, this season was obviously a disaster, but yeah. what are you what are you going to do? Trade for Sean Payton, and and then set their win total at seven and a half? I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> that's a fair point. The expectations are going to be through the roof. The expectations have to be playoffs immediately because the expectations for this season was with playoffs slash division slash Super Bowl. If we're being honest, slash Super Bowl yeah. really was actually coming in. Yeah. Um. One more note before we get to the championship recap. Uh, I don't know if it was Rapp or it was Schefter, but the Ravens are going to franchise tag Lamar Jackson. I don't think this really shock to anyone who has seen and have been doing the last couple seasons with toying with Lamar this whole time. Uh, they're going to trade him because he is not going to play today. It's just disappointing that it came it's to this point. I, unless they do a vast overhaul and give him exactly what he wants and potentially more at this point, I don't think he's going – I think he would go as far as sitting out an entire year to to just get out of that organization. Agreed. What, what do you think – I mean, there's been some reports on what the deals were. What do you think gets it done at this point? How does he go and say, for the team that's disrespected me so much and given me all these garbage offers, at least reported, what what will actually be it for him to just like forget it all and say, okay, I'm good to stay here for long term? Like that deal is gonna have to be more than Kyler's, hundred percent. Do you think if they offer less money than Kyler but make it a fully guaranteed deal, is that enough? Kyler at like, he's 189 fully guaranteed, and I think his total was like 230. Something like that. You think if they offer him like five years, two hundred million fully guaranteed, he takes that? At forty a year, I mean, like 
fuck, I mean, I would. <laughs> like, obviously, but... Like, I don't know. Like, I just hear, like, $200 million guaranteed. You just kind of have to take that because you don't get fully guaranteed contract. Because if he's going to be well, – I shouldn't say stubborn, but if he's going to be stubborn and say – I mean, I just said it. If he's going to say, I want Deshaun Watson's deal, I don't think the Ravens are going to give him that. I don't think anyone should get Deshaun Watson's deal. That's an outrageous contract. That, that killed the quarterback market. Yeah. And, like, he's not going to get paid more than Rodgers either because Rodgers is getting, like, 50 mil per year. Like, the whole yeah. quarterback market is just completely fucked right now. The fact that and, the, have- and the cap went up $16 million. Yeah. It's – yeah. Yeah, the cap, the cap went up a shit ton, which is a whole other um, But I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that and – it is what it is. I'm just done with the Ravens toying with him. Let him go somewhere. Let him be free. You didn't want to give him one good wide receiver, and you just wanted to run and an actual. Yeah. And now, yeah, Greg Roman's gone. They haven't hired anyone. No. So I don't know. I think it's. I mean, well, obviously, I think they should sign him and find something that works for him. But if they're not going to go that route, trade him sooner rather than later. Make your coordinator hire around your new quarterback that you're going to get and go from there. Yeah. 100% agreed. Uh, I have no more notes unless you have anything off the top of your head. Uh, but, yeah. Um, no, not exactly. Just uh, not good, good, good to go. All right, uh, going on to the championship recap. Oh, I just want to do one more, one more, one more jab here. It's just uh, uh, it came out that Justin Herbert had a torn labrum surgery this week, and it's just unbelievable because he sustained that injury in the Rams game, and uh, the team knew about this and proceeded to play him into the fourth quarter in a meaningless fourth quarter game against the Denver Broncos in Week 18, which they lost because they were supposed to keep their momentum going. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. That's just another hit on Staley. So he's re- treading very, very thin. Uh, Your boy ice right now. My my boy that I've devoted my my fandom to is Brandon Staley. Risking. It is actually nuts that like every person that works for the Chargers organization should just lose their job on principle. Like that's it. It's. I feel like stuff like this actually, like I, I, I'm not even trying to complain here. I feel like this actually doesn't happen to any other organization to this degree. No, it it truly does not. It it, it it's been fun to watch. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I, I had to squeeze that in, but let's go. Let's get to the championship recap. Uh, we'll start with the first game. It was the NFC Championship. Uh, Eagles thirty-one, Niners seven. So. I wasn't able to watch this full game. I watched the first quarter, and that's all I needed to watch. I saw Brock Purdy get hurt, and game over. I had a friend who put a like pretty thick wager on a, on a same-game parlay, and his first leg was Brock Purdy over 200 yards. I actually could not stop laughing. Poor guy, man. Uh, <laughs> and just unrelated from uh, – um, from the game right now, but there hasn't been a peep from any sports book that has refunded any wagers regarding Brock Purdy. And the week before, DraftKings came out and said, we're refunding all bets on Patrick Mahomes, even though he played three quarters of the game. I, I have no comments on that, but that's... Uh, they, they'll do anything for their, for their golden boy. Back to the Niners. Yeah, what a disaster. I mean, uh, who knows what it could have been. The Niners really didn't do anything. Sorry, the Eagles really didn't do anything until closer to the end of the second quarter after that Josh Johnson uh, fumble. So they stalled. The Niners were never out of the game. They were still doing what they had to do, and it really just all collapsed after that fumble because they were battling so close, and then the Eagles got that short field, and then just like that, it was a two-score game. Um, 
I think that the obviously the final score is going to be misleading, but I wouldn't be as confident as some people are going into the Super Bowl about how the Eagles actually looked coming out of that game. Well, no one. That's the thing. They played Daniel Jones, who, again, give him his credit, he beat up on the most fraudulent 13-win team of all time. And the Giants Giants always just overachieved. They they overachieved the entire year. That was never going to be a good matchup game. And then they just, I mean, Nick Bosa got banged up in this game. Uh, Fred Warner went down early. Um, Well, I mean, they they still came back and played, but obviously something happened for those two guys. It's, it just, It was just too much for the Niners to overcome everything. Like the fact that they were even in the game with their third string quarterback is nuts and just all credit to the sh- I mean, offense when you have that. I understand. I understand. It was like you can't, you don't have much options. But I think it just got like again. I'm not. I'm not going to fully attack Shanahan here. It's just I think there could have been different ways that he could have found ways to do anything. It was. It was really just the same. The same plays every time. He put Debo in really bad situations on these outrageous jet sweeps that were never going to work. Um, I mean, yeah, I just. I just think that yeah, like there was never a shot with Josh Johnson in the game that the Eagles were going to let him like they were going to try to get him to throw the ball because he wasn't going to be able to. And then that limits Shanahan so much play calling wise. So at least at that point, I think like, again, maybe this will sound stupid, but why is Purdy even taking snaps? If he can't throw the ball, you may as well just run wildcat direct snaps to McCaffrey to have an extra blocker on the field to try and create something or do anything. If if I, he was being, yeah, I mean, like I don't disagree with that. I think that I just don't think Purdy needed to be on the field if there there was a guarantee that he couldn't throw the ball. He threw one screen pass for four yards and he like like almost didn't get it there. No, yeah, and I think Brock Purdy here is UCL. Yeah, fully fully torn UCL. The they haven't confirmed yet if he's going to need Tommy John or not. But like again, props to even just like trying to go out there for your team. I mean, that's uh, that's something. I mean, and again, just they knew right away, and I'm sure it was just deflating. Like we like never really stood a chance. So, well, that's the thing. Like texting with like, as soon as the he's like, well, it was. A- just knew that it didn't matter. And even if they somehow managed to win that game, Jimmy G would actually know that it definitely wouldn't have mattered if he played. No, uh, they, they... I don't know if Jimmy would have been healthy for the Super Bowl, actually. They were saying he might have been, but whatever. I mean, the Eagles have uh-huh. been the most complete team on probably both sides of the football the entire season, and it's a well-deserved Super Bowl berth for them, so... We'll, uh, we'll see if they can keep it going when they get there. But, again, um, there, there was really no contest. I mean, well, the Niners were going to be a contest, but they they were consistently above and beyond the best team in the NFC for the entire season. Yeah. So, makes sense why they're in the Super Bowl. Uh, my one last note for the Niners, though, uh, since we can talk about their offseason coming up, their quarterback room is a complete mess right now. No idea. Obviously, there's no more Jimmy G. He's gone. Trey Lance, they traded the fucking future for him, and he's played like two games. And now you have Brock Purdy, who almost took you to a for tearing his elbow. And then Tom um, also. So, I mean, here's kind of how I see it going. I don't know what the market's going to be like on Trey Lance, but if they think they can get some sort of decent, like if the Titans go to them and say, we'll trade the 11th overall pick for Trey Lance. I probably take that. So you're too much. 
I don't think this is still, and he's still like I. He's young. Some of the quarterbacks this year. Do you think like I don't? I'm. They can go the free agent route, but I think like I would take a chance on Trey Lance. And again, I think that so they hired who a player of uh, director of player personnel or something from. The Niners in uh, Tennessee there, so there's that obvious. Yeah, uh, Ron, Ron, Rob Font. I don't know something. His name. Yeah. Uh, so that's an obvious link. And again, Brock Purdy's not going to be able to play right away. So do you go and get Brady? Pair him with Purdy. Purdy actually just doesn't do anything for the year. Sits behind Brady, and then if Brady like actually falls off a cliff, you have Purdy. Maybe that's the route you want to go. Um, that's, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like, you go that route, they trade Trey Lance, get what they can get back. Should be a second amount in my mind, but Tom Brady, Purdy is the backup, but then any Super Bowls, and then Brock Purdy ends up being what he should be, which is a seventh-round quarterback. Then he trade and fire everyone. Yeah, I mean, it's... That's it. it this, this, I mean, this is, this is like, for this regime, this is the decision. If you, have, if you make the wrong decision, then forget it. You're, you're toasting three years. It, Max. Like, it, Max. Yeah, I, I, I think this is a very... This is a key 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 offseason for the Niners and where their future is going so what would I, you personally do I think what do they benefit for trading Trey Lance for the 11th overall pick or something like that what how does how does that help them so this is like because this is the thing the Niners a lot of holes on their team like yeah they can probably use some interior offensive line help i think mike mcglinchy is a and also so they might need a tackle but they always draft well to begin with but i don't i would run it trey lance and brock it sucks that brock is hurt i don't know how long that injury takes to heal either. Cause like ideally it would have been a training camp battle with both of them. But if it's just Trey Lance's job to start, then you just kind of roll with Trey Lance, hope for the best. And cause your best case scenario with Brady is you win a Super Bowl, And if you don't, then that's it. And it's game over. So. I mean, then you have Purdy. I don't know, but they, they they can't obviously. I don't like. I would keep Lance. I would roll Lance. I wouldn't bother about rushing Purdy back. Um, but if you if you're confident that Brock Purdy's him, you have to, to trade Lance before there's. I think this is the highest his value is going to be. Agreed. Like, like if he plays any games next season, and is like yeah. stinking it up, forget it. Yeah, yeah the, the, the I still think you can get a first round pick for him right now because there's not enough evidence to say otherwise. So, like, like that's another. So, like, like let's use that Titans pick like as an example. Like you said, twelfth overall. I think eleventh. Uh, yeah, they're right before the Texans there. So, like, so if that gets them Peter Skronsky or Broderick Jones at like tackle. Yeah, you probably do that. Like, I, because it's like, that's kind of who it would be, like, players like that, who yeah. might be top 10 picks at the end of the day. That's for a later conversation. Which is what you need to do anyways if you're going to make a move on Brady. You have to make sure that you have a brick wall that is going to ensure that he's not getting hit because you saw it this year. He A lot of his mistakes were because he was bailing out of plays early because he doesn't want to get hit. Again, that's probably because he's freaking 100 years old, but. Yeah. Uh, okay, on to the rig fest. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, AFC Championship game. 
Chiefs 23, Bengals 20. I wasn't with these teams in these games. I just thought yeah, they, they were useless, both of them. It was a very okay game. Uh, I will say what Holmes did on his side, playing banged up, playing with his ah. wide receivers. Again, he didn't play phenomenal, but he did enough to win the game. And I don't know. He did a hell of a lot more than Joe Burrow did. I can tell you that. He made more plays than Joe Burrow did, and that was the difference in the game. Yep. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look. I mean, the Chiefs' defense stepped oh, up man. a ton, and yeah. uh, the whole week I'm coming in saying, "Oh, how like how much of an advantage they have on the defensive side." The Bengals. That is, um. Chris Jones, I think if I was starting a franchise and I had to start with a defensive player to win a Super Bowl right now, not for the future, right now, just because of like how hard it is to get a guy to just plug in the middle of your line like that, I think I would take Chris Jones as my top defensive player to win a Super Bowl for next year outside of every other position. You That's take- how good I think Chris Jones is. Over any edge player. Yeah. I think there's more – I think there's better options that you can fill in on the edge than, like – there's there's only a few top, top, top IDL guys, and I think Chris Jones is, like, a class ahead of all those guys. I – okay. It's a wild take, but – I disagree that there is a lot of – or, no, I disagree because I think there is a ton of top – ideal talent but i do agree that chris jones is a tier above everybody right now he like, is an animal they can't they couldn't run the ball yeah they couldn't no. run the ball and i should mention that was Jones' uh first sack in the playoffs of yeah, that's nuts which yeah, that's nuts and meanwhile his teammate frank clark is now third all time behind uh I want to say Willis McGahee, but I know it's not that. Uh, they said it on part of my take before. I was listening in the car, and I heard this, and I couldn't believe it. That's kind of nuts. Good for Frank Clark. Yeah. Um, Billy McGinnis is first, then it's Bruce Smith. Then I think it's Frank Clark now, which yeah. fucked. But, um, dude, like the guy stepped up. I mean, I and it just goes to show how – embarrassing of a performance the Bills put up last week, considering they couldn't get any pressure against these guys at all. The Joe Burrow, I mean, I don't think he played poorly, but he had chances to be that guy and he, he just wasn't. So, you want to hear my take on Joe Burrow right now? Yeah, I'm listening. Player, great player. He's obviously, I'd put him top three quarterback in the league right now. But mm-hmm. that's probably fair. He hasn't had a great playoff game, like a truly wow. great playoff game. He's been okay. Like he's putting up his, Jimmy G type playoff numbers. Maybe his not best game ball. was last week. That's it. Yeah, which I don't think that was that great of a game, if we're really being honest. I mean, the Bills just got shut down. They couldn't do anything. There was no adversity in that game. Yeah, and it's like they put up 27 points. Like, high number, but, like, that's a regular Bengals number, I think. It's just – You can you can say that Skylar Thompson has put up more points in one game than Burroughs put up in, in seven. <laughs> that's a damn fact. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just – I don't – He's obviously great. He's like one of the next young whatever quarterbacks, but it's just these playoff games. It's just every game. It's been like, do I don't know. Show up. More. It didn't. It didn't sit well with me that he had the ball in his hands after the Chiefs punted and couldn't get it done with two minutes left, and he couldn't go down and get that field goal. That doesn't sit well with me because. As much as I 
blast the quarterback on the other side for his antics and stupid shit that he does all the time. He's had his he's had his fourth quarter performances and winning drives. And at the end of the day, if Joe Burrow is going to be in that class and at that level that I thought he was, I they got the ball and I said this game's over. I fully believe there was nothing that the Chiefs can do in the on the pass defense side to get out of that. They got that third and seventeen, and I said that's that's Joe Burrow. That's what's going to happen. They'll get probably in another third down. It's Joe Burrow. He's going to figure it out. He's going to find the guy. Someone's going to be open, and then Chris Jones just absolutely blew up the play. But I I, I don't care you. You find you find a way. You have to find a way there. They yeah. had more than enough chances that it didn't even have to come down to the Chiefs getting fit downs and missing block in the back penalties and all this all this stuff. It doesn't matter. You had enough other opportunities in the game to take care of business and you didn't do it. And I mean So like, I don't feel bad for them. No, and like we can talk about people complaining about the refs like yeah, the refs sucked. They called a terrible game. But like you just said, it was a long game. They had plenty of chances, and they didn't capitalize on nearly enough of them. So you want to blame the refs? Sure, but you should blame your own team first and foremost. Um, on the Chiefs' side, though, if we're going to talk about quarterback play, I think this just – because I like tiering my quarterback rankings – I think Pat Mahomes is just in his own tier, like by himself. I unfortunately, I unfortunately have to agree at this point. No one, um, no one touches him. I, I think, I think it was BS the whole game. How he during the play is not hobbling around, is running around looking totally fine, makes a good play, he's fine, and then when he has an absolute duck of a pass, then he starts hobbling. Oh my god, my ankle. It was a little, bit, a little bit too much antics going on for me. But he still made very, very important plays in critical times. And at the end of the day, on his bum ankle, some may say, he made the scramble that allowed Joseph Osai to push him out of bounds to get into field goal position to win. After, uh, I mean, yeah, I know it was a, an 11-yard game-winning drive, not something to be overly excited about there, but... At the end of the day, he did it with his legs, and the Bengals didn't account for him to be able to rum- rumble out of the pocket like that. No, no, not at all. Uh, the dart to MVS—that's uh, that's just about to bring him up. Yeah, that's that's uh, that that pass was one of the better passes you'll see in the NFL this season. Yeah, um, that, that he stepped up I was watching the game, and I was just like. Because I, again, couldn't watch either of the games, woke up, just saw the box scores. But I did rewatch the Bengals-Chiefs game because I wanted to see how bad the refing was. And that was like the one play where when I was watching, I was like, oh, damn, that was a fucking nice play. The dot to MVS for a touchdown. But, yeah, I'm excited to see what the Chiefs can do in the Super Bowl. I want to kind of talk about that game but I also feel like I need to save a full lead up to that game for next week so that's disappointing how long have we been going for we've been going for a bit but we can do uh next week too we can we can chime in on the props and stuff too yes exactly I think I think a lot of it I think a lot of it can be prop related and uh Awards, awards predictions. We can do that next week then because, 100%. again, that's that's coming up. They do that on the Saturday, right? Oh, yeah. Or the day, the day before? No, is the Pro Bowl this weekend? The stupid football. The Pro, Pro Bowl, Bowl that, that the Pro Bowl that Snoop Huntley's participating in is uh, is this weekend. Derek Carr, <laughs> Derek Carr, <laughs> and Tyler Huntley are Pro Bowl quarterbacks this year. It's like Mac gotcha. Jones last year and Chew fucking lauds that. <laughs> Mac Jones, Pro Bowl quarterback. No one cares anymore. Was it? Uh, yeah, that 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 whole thing is just scuffed. It should really just be what was the results of the initial Pro Bowl team, and then that's it. Like 
if you get nominated as a sixth replacement, you're not a pro bowler. You're participating in it, sure. You're not a pro bowler. That's it's either you do that or you only just do all pro. I don't know. Like 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 it's one of those things now when like you're looking at like the Hall of Fame like accolades, it's like, oh, this guy was a 10-time pro bowler, and it's like, who cares? Like it's I think it meant something back in like the early 2000s and before then but like since 2010 it's just been an absolute nightmare like no one cares about it especially i i think since they moved it from hawaii that the game has lost all meaning anymore so we don't need to talk about the pro bowl though because it's the fucking pro bowl uh yeah, well, I think that'll do it for this episode. Spill's always happy to have you on. Uh, happy to come on again next week. The weather is looking good. No major storms in the forecast, so should be able to record at hopefully a normal time again. Get those. Yeah, I guess next week we'll go Super Bowl bets, prop bets, and then preview the game. But until next time, actually, I guess I'll let you say bye. What do you have to say? Any hot takes or any? Um, yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, uh, a lot a lot of coincidences about this, uh, this Super Bowl, the way everything played out, the Kelsey Bowl. The Andy Reid's return the, home. The Andy Reid's return, yeah, against his former team that fired him. There's a lot of good headlines. And I think uh, I was saying going in that the – the most exciting Super Bowl would be Cincinnati and Philadelphia. But honestly, I think uh, that was just a, a little bit of a bias side for me. I think this is probably the best Super Bowl we could have gone at this point. And um, it should be a good game. Hopefully, uh, hopefully Mahomes can rest up his ankle. So there's no excuses. Um, Cause I, I heard a lot of excuses that were ready to be thrown out. If, uh, if the Bengals would have got it done, but uh, yeah, hopefully they can rest up and we can just get the best possible Super Bowl because that's all you can, that's all you really want to see. The State Farm Bowl, I mean, <laughs> State Farm Bowl. I'm sure we've heard about those ones, th- those guys on the internet too. Uh, yeah, and a lot of a lot of funny things. But yeah. anyhow, uh, anyways, I mean, uh, five straight AFC championships, three Super Bowl appearances. He needs to win good, man. One, he needs to win this one to be considered as one of those all-time greats. Maybe, maybe has a chance of catching Brady. It's a long shot, but all I know is the Bengals, if they were in this game, the Eagles would have absolutely crushed them. So I'm happy they're not. But if you've liked this, please like, tweet, subscribe, all that fun stuff. And peace.